John 13. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. The scheduled teaching tonight is from John 13 and Revelation 8. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm glad to be here. I got my friend here, Dwayne uh, Byers. Just say hello, Dwayne. Hey, how y'all doing? Pleasure to be here. Hi, Dwayne. Hey. Anyway, we're trying to get prepared for what is going on. And you know, like as I say, I'm not going verse by verse uh, all the time. I'm trying to get y'all to read the Bible for yourself and to understand what is the significance of things about God. One of the things is God hides things. Now, how did God hide it? He'll, uh, he'll have you looking one thing, and it's something else. Like he gave that thing about the uh, sword that goes sow the seed. Well, he wasn't actually talking about the seed. He was talking about the word of God. And so it's a lot of the other things that the Bible says. And that's why we have to get in and read the Bible for ourselves. And that God can give us a message because he said, ask, seek, and knock. Well, if, why would he want you to seek something unless he hid something? All right? And to knock means to continuously look forward to it till you find the answer. So uh, John, the 14th, uh, 13th chapter, and the first verse, it starts as this. It says, uh, uh, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should be departed out of this world. Pay attention to it. Out of this world unto the Father. It didn't say unto the heavens or anything. It said unto the Father. He said, I came out of the Father. I'll go back to the Father. Having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end, the end of that age. In other words, everybody has a certain time to be here, the disciples had a certain time to be here. Jesus had a certain time to be here to fulfill his mission. And his mission was to teach the world to love one another and not to be in anger and hatred and stuff. But he told us at the end, this thing will come back again. All right. The second verse says, and upon suffering being ended, the devil now had put in his heart of Judas, a care, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he would come and that he had come from God and went to God. He raised up from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. In other words, Jesus knew what his mission was, but he had to learn it. He was not brought here and all he knew exactly what he had to do. No, it said that he grew in grace in uh, favor of God and man. And what is God? The word. The more he stood, understood the word, the more he was able to help other people. That's why he fulfilled the scriptures. The people said, well, he fulfilled the law. No, he fulfilled the scriptures, especially about the part where it says there would be a blind man that had to be healed that was born blind. And that's why it was so important when he was giving the, uh, talking to the uh, the the Pharisees and stuff, and that the blind man who was blind, his mouth to see, was given his testimony that he was born that way. And because of that, he, Jesus, fulfilled more scriptures. Then it says, now Jesus is getting ready to show himself as a servant. So he done took off his robe and everything and put it on this towel. And we're at the fifth verse, uh, John 13, chapter in the fifth verse. After he had poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet to wash them with the towel wherein he was girded. Then, uh, then came he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, does thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said, What I do thou know not now. God hides things. That's what I keep trying to tell y'all. But thou shalt know afterwards. And Peter answered and said, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, If I do not, if I wash not thou, thou, thou hast no part with me. Peter said unto the Lord, Not my feet only, 
but also wash my hands and, you see that, and my head. In other words, what he was saying, wash my hands, that means my thoughts. I want to be, uh, Psalms 51 and 10, create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew the right spirit. He wanted his thoughts to be right, and he wanted to be uh, in my head, which means the will. I want my will to be correct. See, I told you, you have to really understand to read deeper into the word instead of just reading the top of it. It says, Jesus said unto him, he that is washed need not say or uh, to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And you are clean, but not all. In other words, he was he's washing all the disciples' feet, but he knew that one of them was not his friend because the scripture said it was going to be the one that he was going to choose that was going to go against him. And that one was Judas Iscariot. He was a devil. All right. The 11th verse, it says, for he knew whom would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. Where, so after he had washed his feet and had taken his garment and was sit down again, he said unto them, know you what I have done to, unto you? Now, listen to this. You got to pay close attention because most people don't even, they read over things and you want to read the scriptures so that you'll have some kind of hint on what to look for. The 13th verse says, you call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for I am. Now, that word I am is a word for, for the most high God, which is Yuhei That's one of the words. He said, if then you call, if, I said, if I then your Lord. Now, look at this. It's reversed. And what it said in the 13th. He said, your Lord and master have washed your feet. You ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, the Bible tells us the word Lord, you know, if you go to Bible school, they'll say Lord means master. That's one of the things. But it also means scriptures. It means the word of God. So if then on your uh, instructions, because that's what the word does. It gives you instructions. And your master, now in other words, I'm teaching you how to do something, then you should do what I teach you. Then it says on the 15th, for I have given unto you an example that you should do as I have done to you. See? The Bible always interprets itself, but you have to take time to read it. For verily I say unto you that the servant is not greater than the Lord, Neither is he that sent, uh, greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. What is another word for happy? It means blessed. I'm reading a little fast because I want to get to something today. It says happy, which means blessed. I spoke not a, a, of you all. I know who I have chosen, but that the scriptures, remember what I would tell you? Everything that Jesus did with scripture may be fulfilled, that he that eateth bread with me has lifted up his heel against me or turned against me. He's supposed to be my friend. Now I tell you before it comes that when it comes to pass, you may believe that I am he. For verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth uh, whoever I sent receives me, and he that receiveth me receives him that sent me. In other words, he was given the scriptures. He said, now listen, you don't understand what's going on now, but see, when they got to the garden and they were, uh, the uh, guard came at him, what is, who was there? Judas. He was the one who brought them to Jesus and he kissed Jesus to make them know who he was. And he said, do you, he called him friend, do you be, uh, betray me with a kiss? In other words, he said, you're the one who's going to show these people who I am so they can kill me because he, he thought that Jesus, and I'm just giving you a little background that you can't find in the book, that he was thinking that Jesus would turn and show his might that he is the king of, of, of the Jews and stuff and that miracles would happen, but Jesus didn't. 
He didn't. That fooled Judas. And now he was so depressed, he went out and hung himself. And when they say hung himself, he didn't take a rope around his neck. He took a, uh, what they, the word is impale. He jumped on top of his sword and that busted his guts open. And that's why it was called the field of blood. And his guts went all over that field. So in other words, I keep trying to tell you, a lot of stuff God hides, and there's a reason for it, because Hebrew words can be 10 different words, 100 different words, and it can be so close. It could be a hair difference, but that hair difference can make a difference in your reality or your understanding of what the word is saying. All right? Then it says, when Jesus, uh, the 21st verse, it says, when Jesus had just said, he was troubled in his spirit and testified and said, verily, verily, I send to you that one of you shall betray me. He already knew who was going to betray him, but he wanted the disciples to kind of figure it out. That's what he was doing. Then the disciples looked upon one another, doubting of whom he spoke. He was leaning. Now, there was uh, leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, and that's John. That's the one who wrote this book, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should answer who it was, uh, it should be whom he spoke. And he, that's lying on Jesus' breast, said unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give stock, or this is a, like we say, uh, uh, bread, when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop of the bread, he gave it to Judas a car and the son of the son of Simon. After after the after the sod after the bread, Satan entered in him. Then said Jesus unto him, Thou that does do quickly. In other words, he was trying to say, This is a hidden thing, but I want y'all to understand this is why he was teaching his disciples messages about the kingdom and how it operates. And because of that, a lot of times we might miss something if we don't sit up there and pay attention. What does the word really say versus what we think it says? Then it says, no man at the table knew what intent he had said under this. In other words, it was hidden. For some of them thought that because Judas had the bag that Jesus said unto him, buy these things which you have need of against the feast, or that he should give him something to the poor. And he then received the sop, in other words, he put the, uh, the bread in, in the thing, and went immediately out, and it was it was night. You know, Dev always liked to work at, at nighttime. That's his, that's his favorite time. Now, I'm going to let you all know that if you want to ask any questions or anything or any comments, if you push one on your phone that lets uh, Dorothy know that there's somebody wants to ask a question or make a comment. Well, I'm going to read a little fast today because I got two, two or three different things I want to get done because it, we're in the, in the last, what they call the birth pains. And because we're in the birth pains, we're going to miss a lot of stuff if we don't have the understanding so that we won't be uh, surprised or deceived. That's the main thing, that we don't get deceived during these last minutes. In other words, people are going around thinking that the uh, rapture's uh, getting ready to happen and everything. First of all, the birth pains got to come, and then the baby's got to be born. In other words, the baby was born 1948, and I'll tell you about that later. But let's finish this up now. It says, therefore, he went out in uh, 31. Now is the Son of God, the Son of Man, glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. What is glory? It is, uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some, let's say, it's to be talked about with a magnificent word called Oz or or. In other words, it is uh, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge that brings in enlightenment. To give you an understanding. God said, if you understand the Son, you understand the Father. If you understand the Father, you understand the Son. The Son and the Father are one, and it's operate, they operate by the Word of God. All right, 33. Little children, little children has little, uh, yet a little while I'm with you, 
you shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come. So now I said unto you, a new commandment, a new instruction. That's what it means. A lot of times people mean, oh, commandment means this is in the law. You can't change it. No, this is instruction. A new instruction I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that also you shall love one another. In other words, we're on this planet, we're in this world, but this is not our home. And because of this, we're passing through. And because we're passing through, we should be helping our brothers and sisters. They help pass through this thing. And the only way you pass through is that you understand what does the Bible teach. It's called the book. What is the instruction? 36. Father Peter said unto the Lord, Rather you go. Jesus answered, says, Where I go, you cannot follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. In other words, we're on a planet here called Earth and the world, and we're just passing through this thing that we can get to our true state of being. And the only way you get there is if you do what the word says, love one another and love others as you'd have them to love you. All right. Peter said unto the Lord, why can I follow thee then? I will lay down my life for thy sake. And Jesus said, will I lie down thy life for my sake? In other words, he answered the question with a question. Verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me three times, twice, three times. So in other words, he, that's what I just got to reading here. I read through really quick, the 13th chapter of uh, John. It's just let's, let you understand, God hides things. He wants you to look them up. He wants you to be revealing to the answers, but you got to take the Bible to interpret itself. And to make it simple, I'll tell you, the interpretation is do what that word says. Love one another. Do help other people. Don't judge folks. You don't know what God is doing until you see afterwards. That's why I tell people about prophecy. You don't know what God is doing until after you can look back and say, oh, this is what he meant. Oh, this is the lesson he was trying to teach me. Oh, I almost missed the lesson because I'm trying to figure things out. All right. Let us turn to Revelation, the eighth chapter, and the first verse, and I'll have my friend Dwight read for you. I always say Dwight, just Dwayne. Dwayne, I'm sorry. That's all right. You got it, say I got it, Pastor. Well, you better give it to them. Okay. We read Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the angels, the seven angels, which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, and he, that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the, of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels, seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they, cast, and they were cast up on the earth. And the third part of the trees were burned up, and all the grass was burned up. And the second angel sounded, and it was... It, as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. Now, if you notice this thing, it's the eighth chapter, and eighth means new beginning. There is no such thing as a coincidence with God. God has things that set it up and then hides it right in front of us. He talks about the seven angels which stand before God. Well, what is the, what does the number seven represent? It represents complete. God created the heaven and earth in six days. And on the seventh day, if you go back and read, he created rest. He had not stopped working. He created rest. But he don't rest. He created it for us, for our bodies to rest. 
Then it says, it talks about the golden altar, I mean, the golden uh, censer, which has frankincense and myrrh, and sometimes it has different other smokes that it, it goes forth. God loves sweet-smelling things. That's why he loves to hear the prayers of the saints or the tears of the saints, because to him, it is a sweet-smelling thing to him. So saints that are doing what they're supposed to do produce uh, a uh, aroma, aroma called righteousness, doing what is right, that God loves to smell. And when he smells that, it makes him happy. And see, if God is happy, he'll make you happy. And that's why we have that word blessed. Blessed means to be made happy. Then it talks about, starting at the sixth verse there, it talks about the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared uh, themselves to sound or prepared themselves to make noise. Those seven trumpets are actually what we call shofars. And shofar is another word for shofar is prayers. In other words, they're getting the, the information from God and getting ready to blow that information to us, and it's going to sound as a trumpet, just like when uh, Paul was riding down on the road to Damascus and he got knocked down, and he, he, they said it sounded like uh, thunder and stuff, but Paul heard a human voice. Then it says, uh, uh, it says uh, on the seventh verse, it says, the first angel sounded there and followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. In other words, when it says trees, trees to me, human beings, a third of the earth people are going to be destroyed. You hear me? A third is going to be destroyed. And then it said it was mingled with blood and hell, hailstones. In other words, a lot of times people say, well, I believe that the Satan doing it. No, God causes things to happen when he's trying to get our attention. When he's trying to get our attention, if we're his children, he will whoop us because we ain't doing what's right. And we're trying to believe, well, the devil is, Devil's a liar. The devil's trying to no. It's God whooping you. Now he gonna whoop their children. He gonna whoop us because we're his children to get us right. But I'm trying to tell you this part when we read this is the book of Revelation to reveal. This is gonna be talking about the people that is left behind when they realize, oh, I didn't do what the word says. I didn't understand what the word says. I believe that the word meant this instead of it meant that. They're going to be left behind because see, the, 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 getting an understanding of the word, you have to put all your thoughts, soul, and mind behind it and get you a teacher. You cannot do this by yourself. People say, well, I got the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit tells me everything. I'll prove that you don't always hear from the Holy Spirit if you challenge me. I'm telling you, we don't always hear from him. That's because God sits up and does things to us on purpose so that we'll not be able to claim that we're God's child and that we know everything that God is doing. No, we don't. He hides stuff. Then it says, uh, the second angel sounded. That's where we say. Go ahead, man. And it, it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. Another third part of the people going to die. Keep going. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea that and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third part of the waters became wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars, and a third part of, of all of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, 
which are yet to sound. And in other words, you notice this, one-third, one-third, one-third. We can, if you understand that, we can start off with billions of people, and that's where we're at now. We're at, I think, eight, 8 billion people on this earth. And this group, it's called the Illuminati, which people don't believe in. It's said they got to kill 7.5 billion so they can control the world. Well, why are they doing this? Because God is whooping those that are left behind, those that did not understand that's going to happen. But this has not started yet. This is why I was trying to rest through. Uh, we're going to uh, Matthew, the 24th chapter. That's why I was trying to rest through so I can get uh, those two things out of our teachings today. And right now, I'm going to show you what's getting ready to happen. And it's, and it's already happening. That's the thing. What's going to happen and what's already happening. And see, we need an understanding. That's why it says, with all our getting, get an understanding. We have to be made ready for these turbulent these times that's getting ready to happen. And already happened. So that you won't be confused. You won't be saying, well, why is the devil being able to do this and why the devil's doing it. No. God is allowing it to happen because we didn't listen. We didn't search the scriptures like he said. First search the scriptures because you think they talk of you, but he said, they actually talk about me. He said, I come in the Bible of the book that was written of me. God said, I always hide, but you never know where I'm hiding at. If you will learn that the word is what needs to be set for. It's the word that will change people. And as the word comes forth and you start eating the word, you become a part of the word. And people start looking at you like you're funny. Talking about why you say I instead of God? Because God speaks through you. When he says greater is he than you than he who's in the world, it is him that's speaking for to bring forth the word, to bring you through reality, the reality that this world is evil. It's because of us. We are the ones who turned against God. We are the ones who broke the covenant. We're the ones who did what was, but I wasn't me. I wasn't with Adam. We were all was in Adam and Eve. We were all one of those cells. We were in there. We all thought together. We was on one accord. That's why the Bible teaches us. They were in one mind and one accord. When we fellowship with God, we was on one mind, one accord. When we started doing evil, what did we do? Try to build the Tower of Babel. It says we was on one mind, one accord, spoken one language. That's how power is operated. But the thing is, we take things for granted, and God wants to teach us, listen, I want you to be good. I want you to learn what it means to have a, a good relationship with one another so that you can have a good relationship with me. All right? But see, we got things coming up, and right now we're going to see what is getting ready to happen. Matthew, the 24th chapter, starting with the first verse. Four and one. And it reads as thus. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the building of the temple, the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said it is, See ye not all these buildings? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left one here on top, one here stone upon another, that shall be that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the mountain of Olives, Mount of Olives, and the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Now, if you notice, they, he went out and told them one thing, and they came back giving uh, questions about another. They understood that he was talking about end-time prophecy. In other words, uh, if you just check history, you'll find out. When that temple, which was Solomon's temple, was torn down, there was not one brick left upon another but it was prophesied because God always operated in the word. It was prophesied this thing was going to happen, but they didn't believe it because it took 40-some years to build that thing, and they couldn't believe that they would be able to tear it down all the way to where there was not one stone left. And that's why they came in and asked that question in the third verse. It says they were in the Mount of Olives. What is the Mount of Olives? That is a representation of the, uh, Israel. Same as the fig tree. The disciples came in him privately and said, Tell us, what are these uh what shall these things be? Uh what shall the sign of thy coming and 
of the end of the world. Got three questions there. Three questions. Go ahead. And Jesus answered and said unto them, verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. If you notice the, uh, the first warning that he gives us in that fourth, fourth verse, it says, Take heed that no man deceive you. It is a spirit called the spirit of deception. And you got to be on guard for that because if you're not, he will deceive you. Well, you mean he's going to trick me and stuff? No, it's a spirit that will live in you that what you'll think good is evil and evil is good, and you can't tell the difference. When somebody comes up in front of you, you'll all oh, those, he's the man of God. He's, he, she's the woman of God. That's because you're not discerning. And you're being deceived. And it says many, many, many will be deceived. And then it talks about hearing war and rumors of war. See, not you be troubled that all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. It's not the rapture. Jesus is warning us what's going to happen. Go ahead. For nations shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Now, when it says nation shall rise against nation, it's talking about racism. God has already said in the end time, racism is going to be the worst thing happening here. You'll have white against black, black against Mexican, Mexican against white. You'll have all these different races against each other. That's because when you get nervous, you don't know who who you can trust, you try to get to somebody who looks like you or talk like you or act like you. Ain't looking at what the truth is. You're looking at, I want to be comfortable. And that's one of the things God told me a long time ago. He said, most people never admit to themselves that they are selfish and they don't need to stay that way. We use it another way. I admit I am selfish and I refuse to stay that way. But it says uh, the uh, racism, then it says kingdom, Against kingdom. You notice it doesn't say S S on there anywhere. It says kingdom. What it represents, the word uh, Hebrew word, Malak, which means uh, kingdom. That's as close as we can get to it, Malak. And so kingdom means the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. That's why there's so much confusion in all this racism stuff that's going on. Instead of them looking at it's a spiritual thing, they're looking at it's a uh, flesh thing. The Bible tells we wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not the problem. It's the spirit that's behind it. And because these kingdoms are fighting each other, then you're going to have these other things happening. The uh, famine and pestilence and earthquakes in different places that have never been. But he said this is only the beginning. You notice that the eighth verse and eight is what? New beginning. New beginning. So it's telling you, all this is just the beginning of sorrows. Go ahead. Verse 8. And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and to kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. All races for my name's sake. And then shall many of be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Now let's look at that. What is it talking about? All the nations will hate us for my namesake. They, they, the Bible already warned us that the Jews are going to be picked on. They're going to be sorted out. They're going to say everything that goes wrong, it's the Jews' fault. It's the Jews' fault. It's the Jews' fault. The same thing if they say it's the black fault. It's the black fault. Then it's the white fault. It's the white fault. It's the Chinese fault. It's the Chinese fault. Listen, to, uh, where did that, that virus start? Over there in China. And things are... As I tell you, the Bible is right, the people are wrong. Stick with the Bible and you will be on the right road to understanding or what you're going through. Then it says that uh, many will be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. If you notice, back in the old days, back uh, during the, the uh, World War War, people turned against each other. When it's your life, you, will, you don't know who you are until you're under pressure. That's when you find out, do you really love your family? Do you really love your friends? But 
This is what they found out. They were turning against each other so they could live. Now, the 11th verse, go ahead. 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Now, what we're talking about is the, uh, what is the beginning of sorrows. He said, if you will endure, in other words, stick with what the word says that you'll understand when people back off of you and they don't show you kindness and stuff, it's just part of what's getting ready to happen. We're going to find out who really loves God and who don't love God. That's why the Jesus uh, quoted from the book of Daniel and others when they say that in the end times, the, the things that Daniel says are going to come to pass. All right, go ahead. 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, races, and then shall the end come. Now, if you look at that, that word, this gospel, people say, well, this is the good news. That is not what gospel means. Gospel means prophesy, prophesy. Now, you look at it, and it says, and this prophecy of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations or races. Then shall the end come. See, when you start looking at that word gospel, start looking at what it said behind it, because the Bible always uh, explains itself. It interprets itself. But you got to have knowledge, generate what they call revelation knowledge, to start looking past just the one little word, but start seeing what the whole thing is saying. That's why it says in the book of Jeremiah, I believe, where it says you got to eat the whole roll, eat the whole thing. In other words, don't get half of the message, get the whole message. And then it says, then shall the end come. But now let's look at 15, see what it says. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso reads this, Readeth, let him understand. Stop right there. You remember I told you Jesus quoted from Daniel? Here it is. He's quoted, and he called Daniel a prophet. And the prophet, what? He prophesied. Okay? Keep going. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let them let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as, the, as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, not ever shall be. Except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, when you hear that word, elect's sake, people think, well, that means us as Christians. No, it's not. It means the Jews. The Jews are the elect of God. But we are those that are drafted in, but we're not under the same laws that the Jews are. The Jews got 613 laws they got to keep every day. We got seven laws, and most of us don't even know what the seven laws are. But as I say, it's better to do seven than it is to do 613. And so be glad you're not a Jew. <laughs> uh, do you have any comments you want to make? Yeah. Um, as I was reading that, uh, people think the tri- that we're not going to go through the tribulation. But it says, and there will be tribulation. It says it right there. Like it's never been seen before. And it had, to, and if it wasn't for God short in the days for the elect's sake, mm-hmm. we, could, we wouldn't even make it. Now, look at that when it says there's two types of tribulation. There's the tribulation period and the great tribulation. Now, my own personal opinion, I'm hoping that we get we don't have to go through any of it. But if my second opinion is we go through the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, and then we're taken out of here. But then you got another one who says you go through all seven. But what I've studied... The only one that go through all seven is the Jews themselves. That's why they go into a place called Petra, the hide out there. It's in Jordan. And that's where they will be hiding at. And why they're there, the angel Gabriel, Michael, 
will come down, and Michael will stand in front of that place and protect him. So, hey, stop trying to worry about if you're going to go through the tribulation period. Just get prepared in case you have to. But in case you don't, wave to the people when you say, bye-bye, I told you to believe the word of God. All right, go ahead. You got anything else? That's it. Okay. Then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. But there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, when I told you what is the very elect, it's the Jews, because the Bible tells us that the Jews are the oracles, are the keepers of God's word. They understand. They knew who Jesus was. The uh, high priest, he killed Jesus because he said it's better for one to die than a whole nation to die because he knew who he was. And he did not want to lose his position. He did not want the nation to be scattered and stuff. He did not really have trust in the word. And the word had already prophesied who the Messiah was. He didn't want to listen to all that. And when he, when Jesus was held up on the cross, they put up on his name, Yuhebahe. And the, and, the, and the high priest of them got mad because that is one of God's name or characters. And it was put on Jesus to let you know Jesus was God. He was the word of God. And he was uh, as written in the beginning. And he's the one at the end. He is the one that's going to be the one who's in charge of us. He's the one who's going to do the judging and stuff. If you ain't in friends with the word of God, you got a problem. <laughs> Go ahead. Behold, I, 25. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Now, back in, I think it was about 1965 or a little bit later than that, the Catholic Church said that he was in a chamber hiding to be revealed, that he was in the desert place getting ready to reveal himself. And then you got to remember all these other people that had been false prophets and false teachers and stuff, talking about, well, Jesus is getting ready to come now, 1914. That was the Jehovah Witnesses. They also said, uh, what is his name, Russell, uh, who started the Russell Rites, which is still the Jehovah Witnesses or the social thing. And he said that Jesus was, uh, the rapture was coming and it didn't happen. Then they said, again, it's going to happen in 1967 and it didn't happen. And people have sold their homes and stuff. I'm trying to tell you, the word is right. Everybody else is wrong. Let's lead, read the word and believe. All right. 27. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For whosoever the carcass is, there, sh there will eagles be gathered together. Now, if you notice, it says eagles. But I told you God hides things. Now, if you look at, what is an eagle? It's a, 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 beak, a, a, a bird. It's big, and he has its own territory and everything. But he doesn't eat dead carcasses. He lies me. Who eats dead carcasses? Only one bird. The vulture. That's what he's trying to say. When you see that that uh when you see where the, the vultures are, you'll know the carcass is there. In other words, people are getting ready to die. And if you go to Israel right now, you'll find there's more birds there now than it's ever been. That's because things are getting ready. All right. But it is not the rapture yet, you hear me? It is not, uh, 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 it's the beginning of sorrows. But we never know how close that can be closed off. Because he said, if I let things go on, it'll, everybody be destroyed. He said, but I shorten the days. Shorten. In other words, hey, you never know when God's going to finish. It could be starting the rapture, starting tomorrow. All right, keep going. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. You know, he left in the clouds, he'll come back in the clouds, okay? And he shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds and from, from one head, end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. 
when its branch is yet tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is by. So likewise ye, when ye shall see this, all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. In other words, that's what we're talking about, the birth pain. And what was the first thing? It says a parable. A parable means a hidden meaning and of the fig tree. Well, Israel is referred to as the fig tree. Israel was never a nation after they were destroyed in 70 A.D. But now in 1948, Israel, in one day, according to what the Bible prophesied, in one day it would become a nation, and it did. So we'll know we're on the way. We're here at the birth page. The baby is coming, and we need to get ready so we can get on out of here. All right, keep going. Heaven and earth shall, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour, nor no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But Jesus tried to give us warnings of what to look for. Go ahead. But as the days of nowhere, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In other words, he's going to come like a thief in the night. That's why you need to get prepared now. You need to hear the truth of what the gospel is saying. You have to understand what, the, what God is trying to tell us so that we will not be left behind. All right? Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord do come. Now, you know what it says? What it says, watch, that means pay attention. There's a word that Israel always say every day. Shamir, Israel, Adonai, Anahinu, Anahai, Akar. It says, hero Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. In other words, we better listen that God can come at any given time and that we should be looking for our Lord, which is the word of God. The word has been made flesh, but it started off with the word, which God spoke to us and he's warned us and he's given us insight over and over again. If you will listen and find out that he teaches in parables, he teaches in hidden meanings, he teaches by uh, examples and stuff. Let's pay example. Let's pay close attention what the Bible is saying. Go ahead. Forty-three. But notice that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not the son of man cometh, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler over his household, to give him meat in due season. Blessed that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and but and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. And shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of, of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he sh- is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hiss of hypocrites, which are which shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, here's this uh, of the one of the biggest deceptions is that doggone name it and claim it, or ultimate. Uh, grace or uh, prosperity message. You know what I'm saying? Well, Jesus wants us all to be rich. That is not the truth. That's a lie from the devil. God chooses who he wants to be rich, and he lets those he wants to be poor be poor. But believe me, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Must be a reason for that. That's why it says all those people that's up there enjoying their stuff now, they're going to be weeping and grabbing their teeth later on. But the Bible teaches us that the truth is in the word. Jesus is the truth. Now, I had y'all, we just got to reading 
And we're not going to read a bunch more, but I want to show y'all something to where you'll look this thing up for yourself. Now we're at uh, Matthew, the uh, 24th chapter. Let us turn to Mark, the 13th chapter. I hope y'all are learning something today. And I'll open it up in a few minutes to where you can ask questions. Mark, the 13th chapter, and it's starting with the first verse. Okay. There were present, verse 1, Mark, oh, I'm in Luke, sorry. Mark chapter 13, verse 1. And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said unto him, Master, see what manner of stones, what buildings are here. And Jesus answered, said unto him, See as thou this great, these great buildings, there shall not be left one stone upon another, and shall not be thrown down. In other words, he, the same thing we just got to read now. Matthew, we're reading it in Mark. And he's saying the same thing. Jesus is prophesying that this place would be torn down. We're going now to Luke, the 21st chapter. Luke, the 21st chapter, and I think it's the first verse there, too. Okay, it's time for somebody to start teaching the truth. It's time for the, the truth to go forth and stop the lies. It's time for people's eyes to be woke up, according to the book of Isaiah. It says, Arise, shine, for the light has come upon you. In other words, it's time for you to get some understanding, some wisdom, and let us get ready to start uh, destroying the kingdom of darkness. About just a minute. Uh, the eighth verse. 20, uh Luke, the 20th chapter, 21st chapter, and the 8th verse. And he said, verse 8, he said, take heed. Wait a minute, let's go back up a little bit there. Let's go up to the, uh, let's go up to the 5th uh, verse. And it starts with uh, verse 5. And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, as for these things which ye behold, the days will come end of which there shall not be left one stone upon another and that shall not be thrown down. Now the Bible teaches us out of the mouth of two or three witnesses let everything be established. It's, if you read those three, I'm not going to read them for y'all. Is that If you read those three, it will give you a, a step-by-step understanding of what is going on now. When it says the gospel the, they call it the good news, but it's actually prophecy. And that is good news because he's telling us what's going to happen, and he tells us how to survive. He said, those that do these things shall uh, survive to the end shall be saved. What? Tell what prophecy is already being said, that these are racism. It's going to be here. Kingdom against kingdom is going to be here. People are going to get uh, against each other They're going to be against the Jews There's no way around it Because we did not live right We cast God Out of our schools We cast God out of our churches What? Out of the, yeah, you cast him out of the church too Talking about Well, we God wants you to be rich Now give all your money here And, and as you give here, God's going to prosper you Some 60, some 100 fold But you haven't did what the rules said do what the rules say, and God will bless you. Yes, he will do these things. But remember, everybody's not going to be rich. Everybody's not going to have all their needs met. But as you start learning the word, that's why I said, bless all the poor in spirit or in understanding. As you start to learn the word, it's going to change you. It will change everything around you where you'll learn to be content. That's the most important thing, to be content in whatever state that you're in. Now, we're going to open up the things, and I got my brother here to help answer any of the questions. So 
All you have to do is push one, and then let Dorothy know that there's somebody there, and if they want to ask any questions or any comments, you can do it now. Are you there, Dorothy? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? I put the phone over there. Now you can hear me. Okay. Ooh, I know I went um, too fast tonight. You did well. You did well. I mean, we're five minutes shy of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Back to the old days oh, when you do it for two hours. Anybody um, on the thing? Or do you have any comments? No one has their hand up. And this this racism thing is horrible. I hate it because it's all based mm-hmm. on lies. Do you have anything? Done a very good job on on deceiving people. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask Dwayne. Uh, do you have any comments or anything? Well, we uh, we got to get ourselves together. <clears throat> we are supposed to be telling people about Christ and leading them toward him, the ones who will receive him. We got to let the Holy Spirit lead us to those people. Now, we can go out and witness to anybody we need to. We can witness to everybody. But when it comes to evangelizing and spreading the prophecy, there are a few people who are going to receive it, and there are those who are not going to receive it. But we got to get to praying and pray to God to show us and teach us and give us instruction on what to do. And I'm going to tell y'all, prayer works. I was supposed to be late coming here. When I left my house, going to get my daughter, it said that I had a certain time to be there, the GPS, and it was going to make me late. Well, God opened up the highway and kept the police at bay because <laughs> I prayed and I asked him to. Now, that's, that's my faith, that he did that because I asked him to. It's not a coincidence. Y'all know how rush hour traffic is. It, it, it's bumper to bumper. I made it here with two minutes to spare because I prayed. That's, that's because God has given me a measure of faith. He gives us all a measure of faith, and he gives us all the work to do. So we must do the work that he told us to do. You got anything else you want to say, Dorothy? I I would like to know what we're supposed to be doing to combat this racism because I'm sorry, but when these people are believing these lies and they're going out and killing police officers and they're looting and that's their, their souls are in jeopardy. From this, just believing this lie, it, it's not just, you know, as simple as believing a lie. It's it's the big lies, and it will jeopardize yep. their soul. So, mm-hmm. you know. You know what the Bible says? It says that there is a man called the man of lawlessness that will come on the scene. He is the Antichrist. In Islam, they believe in the Mahadi, and the Mahadi cannot come until chaos is going on without rules, without laws. So this is all what the Bible is saying is going to happen. So there's nothing that we can do to change it unless we get people's life to change or their minds to change first to where they'll love one another instead of hate one another. But until then, it's a a disease that's growing and it's going to keep on growing until the ones that's supposed to step in the uh, Antichrist, the lawless one, the Mahadi, the uh, oh, I forgot uh, the seventh Buddha, uh, all the uh, they they supposed to step in the uh, ascended masters as they call. Once they get in charge, we're not supposed to be here. So they're going to go find out what it really means to be controlled by Satan instead of learn that we they were covered by a loving and kind God who chastised us. He whooped us, but for one reason, to get us back to the truth. Because a lot of times we don't want to hear the truth. But as we go through these whoopings, oh, we'll learn. Oh, will we learn. 
All right. If any, as I said, I'm giving you a chance again. If there's anybody out there, all you have to do is push one on your telephone, and that opens up the uh, the phone line that we may know that there's somebody there and they got a question to ask. And if, for those that miss it, you can go to the archives. When will this be on the uh, YouTube, Dorothy? Um, it takes me an hour because I have to make a movie out of it first. So all that stuff takes time to process. So about an oh, hour. After. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I don't know wonder. about everybody else's Bible, but my Bible tells me that in Christ there is no male or female or color or, you know, mm. doesn't even matter well, if you look like a clownfish, you know? I, I'm glad well, he didn't make him that, look like clownfish. Mm-hmm. Well, when the Bible quotes that, when it says no male or female, Jew or Gentile, it was talking about um, how to be saved. We all got to be saved the same way. In other words, we got to come through the word of God. Now, people say, well, you have to be saved by Jesus? Well, he's really the word of God. You're going to have to come through him. But if you will do everything that's right, the 613 laws all the time, you can still make it into heaven if you're a Jew. If you're not a Jew, if you're a righteous, what they call a righteous Gentile, namely you don't know nothing about the Bible, but by nature you do what is right to people then you can still make it. But it's still the word of God because he's saying those that do those uh, that do what is right what are called righteous, righteous people. And that's what God is looking for, righteous people. But as I said, the more you learn, the more you'll, like he said in the Bible, the sadder you get because most people don't realize if we just learn to love, turn around and love people. You know, the Bible says we have left our first love. And a lot of times people think, well, that means work. No, you don't have to learn. You have to work to love nobody. Okay, and there's, there's different types of love. The Hebrews got one set, and we got another set where we say, I love, I love, I love, I love cake, I love pie, I love my wife. Well, which one do I really love? Oh, I ain't got no wife, so I love my cakes and pie. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need to get back to the rock bottom, down hard, preaching the gospel, what the word says, the prophecies, and telling others what the prophecies say, that they can come in and get saved. Because it says this thing got to be preached all over the world, and then the end shall come. It didn't say nothing but the prophecies. The prophecies is what save people. Because they'll have to make a decision. Either the Bible is right or they're right. And I remember that song a long time ago. Uh, the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. And then he gave a little song was, I told you once, I told you twice, you never get to heaven with a girlfriend and a wife. The Bible is right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, okay, we, we ship right through that. Man, that's what I prayed about. I said, Lord, please let it go through quick. <laughs> I didn't know all that was going to come out. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I want to say I appreciate you, Dorothy, especially allowing me on the broadcast like you have done for these years now. And I heard my friend uh, Jamil is going to be on, on the broadcast tomorrow, and he's on his way up here to visit me, so he'll be here on Friday. So oh, is he going up there? He must feel better then. Yep. Well, he knows where where where, where Jesus resides at. <laughs> it's one of the miracle <laughs> miracle world, miracle cities. <laughs> Jesus is right here. So anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, I'm gonna try to get on the broadcast tomorrow night. You said six o'clock. Seven o'clock Eastern. What you're you're in Kansas City, so you're an hour behind. I can never okay, remember right now, this stuff. Right now, it's seven o'clock okay, here. Right what now, it's eight there? o'clock. It's okay. eight o'clock now. And it's seven o'clock here. Okay. The easiest so way to do it. Six o'clock tomorrow. 
Yes. All right. Well, as I said, I want to thank you again. I want to thank my friend, Dwayne. Well, I say Dwight. Because <laughs> that's what my relative's name Dwight. And that's why I got him under near Dwight. I got him Dwayne, but he's under near Dwight. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say? He said, God is good. Um, and I say the same thing. And you be blessed, Dorothy, and all the people out there. Yeah, and I'm glad you didn't make me look like a clownfish. That's what I say. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So let's pray. Gracious and wonderful Father, who supplies all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus, blessed be he, King of the universe. We want to submit ourselves unto you and obey your will and all your commands. We don't want to disappoint you because you are our Father. You're the one who's looking at encourage us on to do those things that are pleasing in your sight that we be the ones that will be an uh, example to the world that they can see that everybody ain't hating everybody. Everybody's not trying to destroy each other, but that is of the devil. The word of God says so. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. I rather believe Jesus than the devil. I see what the devil is doing by him being in charge because we gave him legal rights as in the, all of us was in Adam. All of us was in Eve. We gave legal rights. And because that, the spirit is trying to destroy us. That's why it says the wages of sin is death. But we keep praying, Lord, that we will turn our lives around and not only ours, but our families and our friends and their families, that we can go forth to show that God's love is the right way, that God's love will change everything that we need to change and that it will encourage things to grow. Even love can grow as we water it and uh, put the right firmness around it. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say, Amen. 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 Talk to you later. Everybody out there, Father Bless, you have a blessed couple of weeks till we see you again. Um, And have a blessed night, everybody. Good night, Pastor James. Good night, Dorothy.